This is LaQuest, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. These kids, they're not overdosing. They are being poisoned. They are getting murdered. Fentanyl. It's 50 times stronger and much more deadly than heroin. It's also a lot easier to get your hands on. I'm Cristian Anguiano with Look West. The numbers are staggering. In 2016, a few hundred people died from fentanyl poisoning. Last year, nearly 7,000 died from fentanyl poisoning. Parents, politicians, and police are frightened by the explosion of fentanyl overdoses. Parents like Rosalinda, who told her story to a room full of other parents, while holding back tears and clutching a poster-sized photo of her daughter, Athena. My name is Rosalinda. This is my daughter, Natalia. And this is the face of fentanyl. This is my daughter, Athena. She just turned 20 years old when we lost her. She, um, she was beautiful and smart and strong and sweet and so funny. I mean, if you saw her, she always had a smile on her face. On her face, she was always laughing and dancing, always helping people out. She didn't, even if she didn't know you and she saw you and you needed something, she was always there to lend a helping hand. When this tragedy happened to my daughter, she was hanging out with some friends and she started to have a really severe panic attack. And her friend said, hey, here's a Xanax. It's going to help you. It didn't help. When they say that one pill can kill, it can. She didn't take that pill thinking that it was going to hurt her in any way. She thought it was going to help her. And it was given by a friend, someone who she thought she could trust. Sorry. My daughter was vibrant. And she had so many plans for her life. She wanted to travel and see the world and just experience what life really was. And she didn't get that opportunity. During a recent state capitol news conference about fentanyl, other parents of fentanyl poisoning victims talked about how their homes have become another front in the fentanyl war. Chris Didier is the father of Zach. Two days after Christmas in 2020, I found my youngest son, Zach, appearing to be asleep but not breathing. I never imagined using my military training to give CPR to my own son in the privacy of his bedroom. Losing a child from a danger we had never heard of before is an unspeakable loss to our family. We've learned Zach was sold a fake prescription pill through Snapchat advertised as harmless Percocet. Despite having no known history of drug use, Zach died from fentanyl poisoning at age 17. Zach was a self-taught musician, straight-A student, and multi-sport athlete, lead role in his high school musical, active with community service and working on the rank of Eagle Scout. Since his passing, Zach's mother, Laura, and I had to open his acceptance letters into five UCs, including UCLA. 
Zach had no history of drug use, depression, anxiety, or struggling with ADHD. He was simply a high-caliber kid who liked to excel, help his friends, and loved life. I personally have known death firsthand since my first military deployment, but it has never touched me or placed his crepit hand on my heart until I saw my beautiful son no longer with me. That day, my eyes died. I see the world now with a void too enormous to describe. We all have seen death has its fangs and it sunk them deep into me and my suffering is complete and families should not have to suffer like this. Amy Neville is a mother of Alex. In May of 2020, my son Alexander turned 14 years old. He was living in a world of skateboarding, video games, school, and COVID. During the lockdowns, he got to keep doing those things because of social media. He stayed connected and met up with friends using social media. The next month, Alex died on the floor of his room from a fake pill made to look and marketed as an oxycodone that was really fentanyl. He died because his main source of news, friends, and outside affection took advantage of him. With Snapchat, Alexander was able to associate with anyone, including a sketchy mid-20s dude that worked at Jack in the Box and had bigger aspirations. Those aspirations included dealing drugs to your kids, fully aware that those drugs could kill him. Alexander is one of several killed by the same Snapchat drug dealer. These stories are what's driving State Assemblywoman Cotty Pichinoris and her fellow lawmakers to fight back with proposals to stop fentanyl trafficking, expand the availability of anti-overdose medication, and spread the word about the dangers of fentanyl. At that news conference where parents spoke, Assemblywoman Cotty Pichinoris said fentanyl poisonings are a full-blown crisis. Fentanyl is one of the most dangerous and deadly substances in the world. Just two milligrams, that's two grains of sand, is enough to kill. And kill it certainly has. Over the course of the last six years, fentanyl deaths in California have skyrocketed. From 239 in 2016 to nearly 6,000 in 2021. And let's remember that these are not just numbers and statistics. There are loved ones. There are moms and our dads, our brothers, our sisters. There are community leaders, teachers, coaches, mentors, and friends. And they are our kids and our grandkids. Fentanyl is different. Fentanyl is not, in my view, this is not a drug. This is a poison. And so the way that we are approaching this needs to be different and needs to recognize just how dangerous and deadly this substance is. And uh, we need to ensure that additional investments in treatment and rehabilitation are coupled with stronger penalties to ensure that we have appropriate punishments in place for traffickers, traffickers who are poisoning, poisoning Californians. Assemblymember Matt Haney, chair of the Select Committee on Fentanyl, compared fighting the fentanyl epidemic to fighting another pandemic. We need solutions that are as big as the crisis that we're facing. We know what it looks like to respond to a public health epidemic with everything that we have. We just did it with COVID-19. Every part of our state, lo local jurisdictions, the state resources has to be leveraged to confront this epidemic. Both Haney and Petri Norris pointed out this is not a partisan issue. 
The fentanyl epidemic is impacting every city and every community in our state. It doesn't know geographic lines. It doesn't know partisan lines. And so our response has to be about coming together with real solutions. This is not a Republican issue or a Democratic issue, right? This is not a red state crisis or a blue state crisis. This is an American crisis and it's certainly a California crisis. And so I'm absolutely committed to working with all of my colleagues to ensure that we advance good policy that protects California kids. Debate and discussions about the best way to fight fentanyl have been robust and real. Committee hearings looking at the legislation have featured strong arguments from those supporting and opposing the different approaches to winning the war against fentanyl. Peachy Norris's legislation focuses on two of the more disturbing trends. The first is the proliferation of counterfeit fentanyl pills. People, and increasingly our kids, are buying things that they think are a Xanax or a Percocet or an Adderall, when in reality, they're pills that are laced with pure poison, with pure fentanyl. The second is that drug traffickers are abusing social media platforms to target and to sell to our kids. The reality is today, drug dealers don't need to lurk in dark street corners or remote parking lots. They connect with young people on platforms like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and a host of others. As a mom, I will tell you that this absolutely scares the hell out of me. And as a legislator, I am absolutely determined to do something to combat this crisis. Zach's dad, Chris, also believes in efforts to stop fentanyl traffickers from using social media platforms. He thinks it's time for the government to step in, just as they've done in the past. Car-making companies would not invest in seatbelts or airbags unless the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration imposes crash test requirements, or food retailers would not invest in storage, processing, or proper labeling unless the FDA imposes handling codes and regulations. Clearly, there is a needed inflection point with social media that levy accountability for both harmful content and not complying with court-authorized subpoenas. We are all American citizens. A person died seven minutes ago from illicit fentanyl. It is time for change. It is time for action. It is time for nonpartisan effort, working together side by side to implement reasonable safeguards on social media to keep our children and our citizens safe. Additional legislative remedies includes AB 675 from Assemblywoman Esmeralda Soria. Well, it is a very simple uh, piece of legislation that clarifies existing law. Um, right now, there's, st there's a statute that uh, delineates other controlled substances and uh, in combination with a loaded firearm, uh, that is a felony. And so what we want to do is simply add fentanyl to that list of controlled substances. You know, back when that statute was first uh, written in the 1970s, Fentanyl wasn't around or it wasn't a thing. And so today when we're seeing that it is a crisis, and I think coupled with a loaded firearm, uh, we owe it to our kids and to the families that have lost their kids to ensure that we are holding people accountable. Um, there's about, about accountability and, you know, clarifying the law to reflect uh, the needs and the concerns of today. While the battle to stop fentanyl trafficking is being fought, 
Assemblymember Liz Ortega is proposing a way to reduce the cost of the anti-overdose medication, Narcan. Currently, it costs about $140, depending on the dosage, and many families are barely making ends meet, which is why my bill will make sure that Narcan is covered through Medi-Cal and private insurance. This is a life-saving bill. We should not allow any more lives to be lost. And as a mother, I want to make sure that I have that life-saving drug in my purse in the event that I need to use it. Other proposals from Assembly members Brian Mainshine, Dr. Jasmine Baines, and Freddie Rodriguez are also under consideration. There is one partial solution to the fentanyl epidemic that everyone agrees on. Awareness, education, those are crucial components to winning this war. Assemblywoman Peachy Norris is using the DEA's campaign on fentanyl awareness. We also recognize that uh, in addition to, to more and better enforcement, uh, to more and better treatment, we also need more and better education. And uh, so we will be spearheading a statewide awareness campaign, uh, leveraging the DEA's One Pill Can Kill campaign and resources to help educate the public, to help educate our kids and parents across the state of California about the tremendous dangers of fentanyl and what they can do to protect themselves and their families. Assemblywoman Soria says, Hablen con sus hijos. Speak with your children about the dangers of fentanyl, regardless of how uncomfortable these conversations may be. It is critical that we know the consequences of coming into contact because we know that even a small amount, I think the smallest as a piece of rice, can kill someone. And so we have to be aware. We have to talk, have honest conversations with our young people so that they also are cognizant of the dangers of this drugs and to make sure that they're not taking something inadvertently that may end their life. So it is very critical that we do that, uh, that we have these honest conversations around the kitchen table uh, with our kids and um, also the adults that may come into contact because many pills, you know, that may not be given through a pharmacy or something of that sort that is legitimate are being laced. And so we want to be very careful about, um, you know, the consequences of coming into contact with fentanyl. Remember Alex's mom, Amy? She now spends her days talking to school groups, uh, parent organizations, and as she says, anyone who will listen. Legislation is great and we need legislation, but ultimately the bigger picture needs to boil down to education and awareness. We need to like warn everybody and we need to communicate with parents in a way that they understand. You know, when they hear overdose, they tune it out. Like, we don't have a drug problem in my house, that's never going to happen. This doesn't take a traditional drug problem to die anymore. This is kids looking for something for real physical pain or something to take the edge off when they're applying for colleges, whatever the case may be, and they think they're getting legitimate prescription pills and they're dying. May is Fentanyl Awareness Month. You are likely to see news stories, social media postings, and probably other podcasts about fentanyl awareness. You can learn more about the DEA's campaign, One Pill Can Kill, on Assemblywoman Petrie Norris's website. Our thanks to Assemblywoman Petrie Norris and Assemblywoman Soria, and the other lawmakers who are waging this war against fentanyl. And of course, to the parents, whose tales of tragic loss may help prevent other fentanyl deaths. I'm Christian Anguiano, 
with Look West. Thank you for listening. The Look West podcast is produced by California Assembly Democrats. When you think of Californian politics, remember to look west.